everyone. Welcome to Rusted Talks. I'm Mareem. I'm Tasneem. I'm Bushra. It's Dose again. And today on this episode, me and my sisters are finally in the same room together. <laughs> Last time on Rusted Talks, we talked about our hijab stories. Bushra's giving me a really creepy smile right now. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but we talked about our hijab origin stories and a little bit about hijab, but not so much about hijab just like how we started and so today Busha is gonna share hers a little bit um yeah so if you didn't check out last episode about Reem and Tasneem and Sindus's hijab stories you should totally go back and check that out first um it's really interesting everybody has their own experience so for me we were in Syria that summer it was the summer before ninth grade um so we were we were there for the entire summer and so we had lots of events to go to all my cousins wear their scarves um, my mom wears a hijab as well. So I was just always surrounded by hijab. Mm-hmm. And then um, that summer we had three weddings to go to. So the first wedding, second wedding was fine. When I got to the third wedding, I found a trend, right? So if you're not familiar with era, with Muslim with Muslim weddings. Yeah, the non-mixed we, ones. Yeah, non-mixed. So uh, <laughs> I think we should explain that first, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so an, a Muslim wedding, the I mean, Syrian Muslim weddings, I want to be more specific, like, it's a really yeah. specific, like, sub, like, part, yeah. is that there's, the the men and the women are usually separate, and the, the groom in Syria specifically only comes in at the end. So he'll come in at the end with the bride, um, and, like, party with her for only the end, which is really depressing <laughs> for the couple, I feel like. That's true. But, but it's nice for the guests because... The well, for one, the hijabi yeah, guests. Yeah. Because <laughs> they get to not wear hijab the entire time. That's what it is. So you go to the party, you take your hijab off, you just have a good time, and then at the very end when the groom wants to come in to party with his um, bride, um, they make an announcement. And they made this announcement that said, all the, you know, all you hijabi women, groom's coming, so make sure you wear hijab again. And so I'm looking around, I'm seeing all the cousins, all the, all the women that I look up to that I really love and... Um, they really inspire me just in general. They're starting to wear this hijab and I, and I didn't because mm-hmm. I wasn't wearing hijab at but the time. But you were older, so you looked kind of like older, like the other people yeah, that were wearing it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I, I saw myself in them in mm-hmm. a way. And as they're putting on the hijab and I didn't put, put my hijab on, I felt like, I felt like I was an outsider. Like I want, like I was on, watching them from the outside. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to belong. Mm-hmm. I wanted to belong to this inspiring, beautiful group of women. Mm-hmm. And that night, in that moment, I decided that's it. This mm-hmm. this is my this is the oh, for sure that was the turning point for me. And the next day, I went home and I said, "Mom, I'm wearing hijab today." And mm-hmm. then I just wore it since then. Yeah. Do you feel like if you didn't wear it, that you wouldn't belong? That's because you said I feel like I wanted to belong, and this would make me feel like I belonged. Do you think if um not so much that I was like I was always belonging mm-hmm. to that group, but I didn't. I'm not sure. That's a really interesting point of view. I think you wanted to belong to the subgroup. The subgroup of hijabis? Because you belong to the community, right? You do feel a sense of belonging to the community, regardless of whether or not you wear a scarf on your head. But when you are surrounded by women who wear hijab and you get to a certain age, you kind of feel like there's this exclusive club that has a very respectful, um, symbolic meaning, and you kind of want to join that club. That's what it was. And it was not so much also just my cousins and my aunts and everyone in that room. Aunts. My aunts. Aunts. <laughs> my right? aunts. I don't know. I, I oh. say aunts. My aunt. My aunts. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> my aunt. Um, so it was more like globally, because we were in Syria too, it was like this global, this thing that like women all across the world, Muslim women who really, it was a lot of respect and admiration for them and I wanted to be like them. It's an international connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go. It's like, subhanAllah, if you've ever been to Mecca, if you've been done like Amrah, you see or people, hajj. or Hajj, mm-hmm. you see people of all walks of life, of all colors and all ages, all coming together. It's just um, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. But I have a question. Did you not think about back home? Like, were you not thinking about, oh, like, what's going to happen in California? In America? Yeah. When I came back? <clears throat> I was thinking, anyways, I was going to wear my hijab before high school. Mm-hmm. Because the time would come when I would get my puberty, get my puberty (laughs) (laughs) during high school. Um, And so I knew I was going to wear hijab before high school. But I was thinking, oh, before, like right before school, I would do that. Mm -hmm. But then it's just in that moment, I felt so like illuminated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really Mm -hmm. nice. I like it. Like her her story is inspiring, mashallah. I like that. Um, I really do love it. Yeah. mm -hmm. So today, I mean, this week um, or today. I don't know. <laughs> Today, um, our alakum sadi or our rusty talks. Um, I thought I would share something with you guys. Alakum um, sadi again is like something ridiculous that you hear and you're just like, did you just really say that? Um, yeah. So, what I heard, um, my friend actually heard this and she told me about it. She was in. Um, she works retail, right? Mm-hmm. And she like lost a lot of weight and she's been working out a lot. And her coworker, who's a guy, was like. Why are you losing weight and and um and she wears sorry did I mention that she wears hijab no, no. so she wears okay. hijab and she covers mm-hmm. and her coworker who's a guy is like why are you working out and caring so much about your body nobody's gonna see it because no. she's not married mm-hmm. and like and she doesn't have a boyfriend because Islamically like what like you know she's older too mm-hmm. she's divorced and I was just like did how can somebody say Dude. that oh my god you don't work out and like care about your body because a guy's gonna see it or a guy, you know, it's for a man. It's so ridiculous for a regular woman, but like Extra. specifically for a hijabi. It's mm-hmm. like just because I cover, I'm not supposed to care about my weight. I'm not supposed to care about like, you know, working out and, and being toned and eating healthy. You think because I cover, yeah. I can go and eat like, you know, seven Big Macs and I shouldn't care. You have to be content <laughs> with what you see in the mirror. Yeah. you it, oh Being God. healthy is about mm-hmm. being healthy for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not being healthy for some guy. That's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that is, right? So I like absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, and I was just like, I, I felt really bad because this friend, like, if, if, if she had, if like somebody was, if she was younger and she wasn't older and she wasn't like, she hadn't lived so much of life, it could affect them so much more. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of things that people say to younger Muslims and they just don't, they just don't. Think about it. Think about that. It affects them, right? Mm-hmm. And then that young Muslim person, like, lives their whole life and they're just, like, struggling and, and they have to learn everything the hard way, basically, which kind of makes me want to ask you guys, like, if you could talk to your young Muslim self, what would you, what would you say? Say. What, what advice would you give your young Muslim self? Uh, for me, I think I would tell any girl, not just my younger self, that no one has to like you right? It's not about getting other people to like you. It's about you liking yourself. So that kind of ties into something I struggle with all the time is the confusion between confidence and narcissism. Simo is the narcissist (laughs) of the group. Simo and her ego. (laughs) But it's like, honestly, it's something that you um, grow up trying to find a, a beautiful balance with. 
having humility and um, being humble. But at the same time, you really have to tell yourself it is okay to acknowledge your worth. So it's okay to um, talk about your accomplishments and um, to also set crazy goals that you don't think are realistic. Um, And it's important also that you should share like specifics. I know Reem has this thing with like what's going on with her now with her writing that she kind of feels reluctant to share yeah i mean because i'm you mean that i'm scared to share milestones yeah Yeah. like yeah because i think some milestones are okay for for the people in the community to know about like it's okay if you get into medical school to let everybody know Mm -hmm. and like to post it on instagram Mm -hmm. and it's okay for everybody to be super excited about it but when it's not conventional like writing and getting an agent you know and then, anyways, things in the writing world are super secretive. Like, even if you get a publishing contract, you have to be... You can't, like, announce it for, like, a month or whatever. Or you're in talks about a contract. You can't talk about it for a long time. And then when you finally do, you're like, I want people to be excited for me. Because this is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not the typical thing people are happy for other people about. They're used to being excited about law school. And, and medical, medical school. school. And, like, things like... And marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> and And... And, like, that's not what I'm, you know, what I have. Yeah. So I want to be excited and I want to explain it and I want everybody to know how cool it is. But, like, I don't want them to think I'm narcissistic Mm because it's honestly just, like, educating people about this cool thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but it's not just about, like, you know, um, what you're accomplishing. Sometimes it's about the way you look. Just being able to say, like... I looked in the mirror today and I think I'm pretty, you know, or um, the other thing that I always get is like, um, how are you so sure of yourself? Like when you talk, you sound so sure of yourself. Yeah, that's crazy to some people. And for me, it's like I have to show you exactly what you're getting. But can I ask you why? Because I know, but I don't know if you guys know. Why do you always or why are you always so sure of yourself and like sure to compliment yourself on how you look and stuff? When you go to, like, when we're going to a party or when we're going out and you're just like, I look amazing right now. Like, you're just so confident. Well, to me, it's not taking anything away from anyone else. So why not just be, be honest about it? Yeah. You know, like, you're not saying I'm prettier than someone else. You're just saying I am pretty. Yeah. Right? Or I am smart. But or you, I am... you also told me that it's because nobody, like, you know you're sure of yourself and you know that you look good, but nobody around you would ever. No one's going to tell you that. You have to tell yourself. And it's, a, it's because you're confident. Like, when you're confident, yeah. No, no, continue. continue. When you're confident and you look good and, and you know that you look good, mm-hmm. but then nobody else compliments you, you're like, why are you guys not complimenting me? Yeah. I know I look good. Yeah. <laughs> sorry continue yeah, so so that's why like for me that bothers me a lot and like I was telling to seem a couple days ago or whatever I was like I don't know like strangers keep telling me that I'm look I'm pretty but like I don't ever think of myself like that because most people don't like people that are my friends or like acquaintances and I've known them for a long time they never compliment me or like anything so I'm always like I don't think I am mm-hmm. <laughs> like but then strangers will and you're like so am I I'm confused yeah. it's a weird <laughs> concept yeah. right yeah. isn't it I feel like now we're moving into something else yeah because i'm thinking just... sorry i'm thinking now like <laughs> okay. is it is it the problem that nobody else compliments you i'm saying that or we... is it more like you're supposed to go into the mirror and be like you you're look good amazing. today yeah. you are worth it you're amazing yeah. go kill it i there's two different concepts i know that my cousins always say fake it to make it so yeah. basically the idea that you know 
I'm going to continue to tell myself these things until I really believe that about myself. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking okay. about being completely certain about your talent or your skill or your intelligence and just owning it, you know, instead of doubting yourself because everyone else is not acknowledging it. They're not going to acknowledge it. The same thing about no one else has to like you. You can be any personality type. You can show, you know, you can be soft, you could be tough, you could be anything, any combination. And you have to be okay with who you are. It doesn't matter about Are you saying that before you were less secure and you wish that you would have been more and been like, it's okay, don't worry about it? It wasn't that it was less secure. I think, okay. It was that everyone that was very, very close to me gave me the idea that I wasn't allowed to be this shit. That's what I was just going to say. Yes. It's people around you tell you you're not allowed to be this way. Yeah. You're not allowed. You need to humble yourself. But if I wasn't, you need if to... I wasn't sure of myself, then I'd have lower self-esteem. What do you mean? If, if I wasn't... No, as... but that doesn't, that doesn't mean so much. It's not that. To it's, me. It's more like I'm okay with loving myself. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with who I am. Mm-hmm. And even though people around me are telling me you're not allowed to. Am I getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like other people are doesn't telling mean, you. It doesn't mean you're I can't not, believe you know who you are. That's yeah. insane. And it doesn't like, mean you're not self confident. If I didn't know who I was, though, nobody else around me is trying to help me find who I am. So then I would never know who I was. <laughs> so I'm saying, I know, what you, I know what you're saying. I'm lost. I I get the sense that like I'm not saying that I'm done learning who I am. No, no, I'm not talking right? about you. I'm talking because you feel like you guys are attacking me. No, no. no. But we were just trying to clarify. Yeah. What but topic? Do you get what I'm saying? Because though, we Michelle? moved yeah. on to a different. Tangent, you know, yeah. you know I explain what you to me what I mean. I just wanted to say this before <laughs> I forget it. I have this vivid image of Simon. I don't know if you. Remember remember mm-hmm. back in Saturday school when I was back a student it was me and a couple of our other friends and then you were like do you guys think you're pretty and we both answered no and you're like I think I'm pretty and I went home that day and I was like that's so weird why does she like that not really? like why does she, you like, know how does she think she's pretty like I thought that was insane so I, I was, say like, those things by the way someone think they're pretty I just was like amazed I was maybe like fourth love. grade really? and I, the wow. fact that you just said that just took me I back say there. those things and it was a lot of the time like Reem was just kind of just sitting there and I don't remember if you were there no but I was just like <laughs> mesmerized and just that topic just brought me back but there. you know, I say those things a lot of the time in front of people who I really care about that are mm-hmm. younger than me, so that mm-hmm. they start to think about yeah, it. I remember not I because home, I need like, you to know. And I was like, "That's like, how can someone think they're pretty?" Because I just never thought of that. You know, it was just never a thing. Like, yeah, you're, you're can told think of that you're pretty. You're not. You're not. You don't tell yourself you're pretty. Yeah, exactly. So then I was just like, "Whoa!" Like you can actually. That's a thing that you can do. I that's was just, interesting. That was. That was I just a, wanted to say that in your in your life. That was. <laughs> and the that's point. why. That's why I think that. You got to tell, like, that's what I'm saying. If I didn't tell myself that I was pretty, nobody, I know from my experience here, nobody's going to tell me that I am. That's right. So why should I wait for them? Like, and it's not like, (laughs) again, it's this idea of, I think we're all talking about the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little bit different. We're all coming together now. That's right. But I also want to say, pretty is like the shallowest of all these. Yeah, that's not what we mean. I'm also mean like talented and like intelligent. Yeah, all the other ones. But like, we just... Pretty had. Just it's the most happened. Yeah, generic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you would tell your younger self that I'm, you know, smart and I'm capable and I'm like I have the drive, I have the ambition, and, the, and it's you know okay I mean? to feel this yeah. way about yourself. Yeah, it's not, and it doesn't make you arrogant. And anyway. some people will hate on you for doing that. Yeah, they for will. Sure. People do always hate on you for that. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but I think there's a fine line where to draw it. Yeah. Between confident and then actually having an ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It Simo does not no. have an ego. No. I don't think I do. I mean, sometimes. No. <laughs> I, I have an ego when it comes to the English language, maybe. Yeah, but everybody <laughs> but has an ego. 
Uh, nobody can be confident and be like, you don't sometimes slip into like having an ego. And That's true. Mm-hmm. Nobody can. Yeah, it's only natural. That's. Uh, I like your advice though, Michelle. Yeah, like, yeah. I would. I do. I want to take. That I want to instill that in my yeah. daughters. That's yeah. what I want. I want them to know that it's completely fine for them to, you know, work with what they've got and really believe in what they are. Mm-hmm. They're entitled to believe in themselves. Yeah. yeah. What about Bushra? Since you're the oldest and most experienced. Oh, that's okay. So because I'm <laughs> we just most experienced, yeah. Um, because I'm the oldest, I was supposed to be the model child, mm-hmm. and as a result, I was also the guinea pig mm-hmm. child. And um, while that's normal, I think for all families to have the oldest be the guinea pig and so supposed to be the model, you, will you vouch I mean, for that? Yeah, most definitely with yeah. everything from driving to literally just yeah. going out. <laughs> it's totally. It's just the way it is. So um, I think it's extra. <coughs> Sorry, guys, I'm sick. I'm trying to get over a cold. <laughs> I think it's extra in the Arab community because you have so many aunties <laughs> and Khales, yeah. Khales that want to give you their opinion and want you, need you to mm-hmm. follow through their opinion with their opinion. Um, and so there was this, I was always had to fit into this kind of mold of like, what is the most perfect Arabiye mm-hmm. Arab, Arab girl? Living in America. What does she look like? What does she look yeah. like? What does she look Obedi- like? Yeah. Obedient. Um, always wearing, like, you know, all the clothes, all the modest clothes with the socks, with the... All the also, polite, though, like, you didn't get to polite, go... Can't, I, can't, I wasn't allowed to, like, do anything too crazy. I wasn't allowed to um, raise my voice too much. Things like that. You Otherwise, all... then I'd be obnoxious. I would be... What do you want to say? I want to say that you also couldn't, like express yourself as you wanted in your fashion and everything too no i couldn't there was a lot of things my fashion was stunted no not stunted no it was though (laughs) looking back at pictures i'm like why did i dress like that and i knew 100 percent. okay there was definitely like the 90s like kind of look okay (laughs) but still there was also the idea that was like i didn't want to dress like that a lot of my clothes i didn't want to dress like that um i i loved my hijab but even my hijab i wanted to change the style sometimes and i felt like i wasn't able to because i was had to be this perfect this I don't I don't even know and I hated that kind the of an image, Arab, the model yeah, Arab. yeah, and yeah. I hated that image. It also wasn't, but um, I felt constrained, and I wish somebody could have told me, just to it's okay to be American, mm-hmm. it's okay to see like just explore what your interests are and what and and different trends and mm-hmm. all these kinds of things, but I definitely felt limited and I restricted and I hated it. Also, not and just I needed someone to say it was okay. Are, yeah, I guess the the age that you are too because Sindas is the oldest but mm-hmm. she gets to express herself in her yeah. fashion yeah. she gets so to do more the she... generation flows yeah. I think what do you mean I don't know I feel I don't know like every, all your what do you mean I, by generation I don't know <laughs> um the way I'm thinking about it is like and my parents I don't know maybe it's like different things I never went through a lot of these experiences that you guys talk about yeah. like with I don't know maybe it's just my mindset of things that I love was look at things in a positive thing but like yeah there was like I went through a certain fashion period where my mom like basically chose my outfits for me but I enjoyed that mm-hmm. I wanted to be like that really? I don't know if that makes sense oh, that's maybe good. maybe it was a shorter where time wore, for this and this it was definitely a super like, short period you, of time. But maybe it was, it was like eighth grade just like seventh to eighth grade maybe and that was it and I, think, I just yeah. enjoyed it yeah I think like I'm saying maybe mine was extended definitely went into my personality was boxed in up through college which wasn't fair mm-hmm. because I just wanted to be my own person yeah um but when my mom dressed me I liked it mm-hmm. but when the rest of the community was like mm, why are you dressed like that mm-hmm. I didn't like it did mm-hmm. people hate on you 
Yeah. I'm the youngest. Other, so I didn't other girls notice. hated on me. All, their, all the khalat, all the aunties, they loved me really? for it. The lo- aunties loved me for it. Oh, so you were like, and I want to yeah. cater to the aunties or No, whatever. somehow no. there was this pressure that I had to cater to them. Mm-hmm. And, that and you nobody out. told me that it's okay not to listen to them. You don't Do you have think to the girls different. were mad that you... The other girls were being I think regular teenagers, and I feel like I missed out on that teenage experience through through my clothes and through my actions and through my hobbies and through my... Um, not the hobbies I did at home, but like through like... Like I was when in Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Like, why was I in Girl Scouts? <laughs> the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed Girl Scouts, but other girls were going out and like hanging out with their friends, and I was stuck with the friends in the Girl Scouts mm-hmm. when I wanted to just explore outside and meet new people and do different things. I mm-hmm. thought she wanted to do that. <laughs> we're just finding for out a about while, <laughs> for a while in the beginning, and then afterwards, I was like, I, I want to meet other people. You oh. know, I think there was a little bit of jealousy on the friends' part where. Where they see you and they see how well um, the aunties would respond to you, and I think the aunties, the aunties, the halas. <laughs> we have to say the halas because like that's a whole other culture. I'm like, who the heck is auntie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The older, but, but I mean, for the non-Arab speakers, you know what I mean. Um, it's it's like seeing you and not, it wasn't jealousy for me, but for me, it was seeing you and going, I don't understand how all of the moms love you. You know what I mean? It was such a strange phenomenon that really? like yeah yeah you would just like and the, the weird thing is i used to spend a lot of time with my mom and her friends like with gatherings i would actually enjoy sitting with Same. them certain ones yeah certain ones yeah. And it's like not all of them <laughs> i know but because like, we we did not enjoy some people that were like judgmental and stuff you like the fun ones yeah <laughs> Uh, but for Bushra, I, I, she did as well, but not as often as I did. And yet somehow the all the moms would just gravitate towards her and just have really high praise for her. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it was for me, she's it wasn't. Her head. Yeah, it was just <laughs> shaking like, her head. She's like, I hate this. I hate, I hate that this is my story. <laughs> but I do have something to say about Bushra's body. Can I talk about your body? <laughs> In a general. Yes. So the thing is, is that. The Khalis always liked your body shape. Did Why? They? Because I was curvy. Womanly? Yes. <laughs> oh, but that made it so much harder for her to dress. It no, did. but it also made it a lot harder for Busha to adjust her hey her like her her style. Her, no, her when she started to her body started to change, she didn't adjust it. Adjust her eating, she didn't adjust her exercising because she had always been complimented by the Khalis like this is how your body's supposed to be. It's so nice, it's so Oh. Voluptuous loquacious. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's part of the reason why you didn't adjust Well, there's your... two. There's the, she's a stick, isn't that amazing? And the, oh, she's curvy like any um, Arab bride should be. Okay, but also, as the oldest, I didn't have any direction of how to take care of my health. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to, subhanAllah, I was always looking at you and Seymour and being like, how come I'm not as thin as them? Because mm. I can't dress the way I want to. I don't like the way I look all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> what would you give advice to that, to that young you? I don't know. Learn how to exercise and eat right. <laughs> no, I mean, would you be like, see her body? Cause me and Bushan and Simo have really different bodies. Sindos has a different body. We're, we're uh, like a really nice. A menagerie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so like, wouldn't you just tell your, yourself, like, you're not like them. Like I would. And I that's would, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, you'd be like, no, you've got to stop. Don't eat that sandwich. 
<laughs> no, no, because let me tell you. Yes, I, I agree with that. You can be big or small. Whatever you look like is not a big deal. Everybody's yeah, beautiful. It's yes. what you're content with. Sure. But it's also, for me, I knew that this wasn't, like, I could envision my healthy body mm-hmm. under my extra weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get somewhere, and I knew I could get there. But I was frustrated that I didn't have the tools to get there. And mm-hmm. now we're talking about, like, body okay, issues. Yeah. And <laughs> body it's because we're talking about a young, like, uh, advice to our young Muslim, like, self. So it's okay for, for us to, you know, go all over the place. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, it was just, I guess, to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, it, it is that you should, young Muslim and non-Muslim, and just young, just girls in general, remember that you can be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody tell you who who you can be. Mm-hmm. Or what that's it looks your like decision. To be. Yeah, that's your decision to make. Your decision to explore. As long as you're happy and as long as you're positive, um, do whatever you want. Don't let anybody dictate, you know, how your life should 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 go. Yeah, I, I think agree. that sums up Simo and Bushra's yeah. idea. They come yeah, together. They, <laughs> they come together. Our personalities suddenly you realize. Like the the listeners are like, okay, I know what kind of people yeah. you guys are. <laughs> Okay, so do you send this? Do you want to go next? Sure. Okay, so for my advice, I think um, I didn't graduate from high school too long ago. I graduated 2017. We're now in 2019. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I left with a lot of friends. I'm a very social person, so I make a lot of friends very easily. I very come out true. to be very trustworthy as well. Not that I'm not, but a lot of people are willing to put their trust in me, which is a lot to kind yeah, of hold strangers, into. Strangers, right? Yeah, literally strangers. <laughs> but it's just like a lot of people want to trust me and be my best friend, quote unquote, or whatever. And that was a lot. I had probably graduated with like 50 best friends, guys. It sounds <laughs> extra, but it was a lot. And half of them, maybe like 75% of them were super toxic. They just kind of laid their problems. I was never able to vent or like kind of, it was a one-sided friendship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And not from my side. Mm-hmm. And that was super hard. So then I entered college, and I kind of just really wanted to focus on my future, my career, whatever it may be. And it's just like, I became a little selfish about that, because I was just like, mm, like, I just want to care about myself right now, mm-hmm. and not like these people's problems, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible. But it was just like, in the moment I was in, I was never confident till I like probably entered college. Um, my friendship with Seymour Riemann Bashrak grew as well when I entered mm-hmm. college. So it was just a huge transition. So I left things kind of just cut like literally just like cut the syringe oh, wow. like close the door move along uh-huh. i didn't wow. give anyone explanations because i was like i'm not entitled to mm-hmm. explain to you my best friend one time told me you're not entitled to explain yourself no mm-hmm. so i followed to. that mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just wish i could you're not go obligated back throughout my whole exactly my whole um high school career i like felt like i was entitled to every single person like talk to me you know like oh i have to share my story and like i have to let them share their story no mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of just like be a nice person at the same time but it's okay Mm-hmm. like to just focus on yourself and it's not selfish I've been called selfish before because of that mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't know what everyone's definition of selfish is but I try to be as selfless as possible but I'm sure I was selfish in that like situation it, that you cut them off like no. yeah yeah but I, I was just like selfish. but it was like when there were certain points where I'm like you're literally toxic and you're making me cry like bye mm-hmm. so I just kind of cut it because I didn't want to like sit there and like solve it go back and forth yeah because mm-hmm. I was like I already knew how certain things were going to end they were going to try to like still mm-hmm. bring things back but I just didn't want that. So that was just, I wish I could go back during my whole high school. And, like, even, like, middle school. I'm just such an outgoing person Yeah. that it kind of comes back to bite me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. So I just wish I could go back and, like, be like, oh, like, just cut them off or, like, it's Early. okay. Yeah. <laughs> if they cared about you enough and mm-hmm. they treasured your actual friendship, mm-hmm. then they would have tried harder to fix things. Yeah. And figure out what the problem was. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like it was too selfish that you cut them off because mm-hmm. you would have gotten, like, a response out of them. If it was important enough to them. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 
but yeah, that was just something I wish I could, like, and a lot of people struggle with that as well, um, in a sense of, like, oh, I don't know how, like, how to deal with toxic friends, Mm -hmm. I think. There you go. How did you deal with them? Did you Um, just cut them off? That's it. I literally just cut them off, because I just, I don't like dealing with things, Mm -hmm. I know that about myself, but I was just like, okay, so You don't like dealing with drama. Yeah, I, I'm, I hate that So you didn't call them out on anything? No, I didn't call them out on anything. Some people, like, called me out, they're like, why'd you just, like, stop being my friend? I was like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And, like, that was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, why in, in, in why did you stop being my friend as in, like, why did you stop communicating? It, was, it wasn't, like, that, like, just completely. It was just, like, oh, like, you'd call me, I would not respond, and mm-hmm. I would just, like, say I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And then it was just slowly, slowly, and then all of a sudden we just don't talk. Because mm-hmm. you're the type of person, again. though, that calls a lot. When yeah. you're friends with somebody, you call mm-hmm. a lot. You like I'm, like, you... super into, I'm very active. I'm yeah. a very active friend. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can completely so tell, I if think. You went, if you, like, declined a little bit, they, they, they knew. noticed. They okay. would know. They would know. And someone would be like, are you okay? I'd be like, yeah, just, like, kind of, like, I let's need move my time. on. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but I don't think I gave them that explanation that, oh, mm-hmm. I need my time. Sometimes, I'm sure some of them could have been resolved if I just took time, mm-hmm. but I didn't care enough because I was okay. like I really wanted to focus on my education and stuff like mm-hmm. that if that makes sense well because once you get into college and we did this where I mean we you don't have time for everybody all the time mm-hmm. and a lot of our friends what, a lot mm-hmm. of our friends <laughs> I don't know what's happening <laughs> a lot of our friends like me and Bushan and Simo they're they're like we'll see them every six months and we'll talk to them as if we had just seen them yesterday yeah so I have friends like that as well. I'm good with friends mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with too many friends that are, like, all the time. Like, mm-hmm. us and Zindos were always, like, all the time. Yeah. And I can do that I because we, it, yeah. again, at the same time, if I'm, like, I can't right now, yesterday, <laughs> this called me, you guys weren't there, this called me yesterday, and I was, like, my oh. dad was asking me questions, and I was eating ice cream, and, and I, was I was, like, bye, Zindos, I need to go. <laughs> and then I it was, like, her. fine. Some people, like, get butthurt No, but I that. texted yeah. her, and I was, like, so much was going on, ice cream and questions. <laughs> and I love that, and now that's our new thing. Yeah. So but it was like, a lot, like, I, and it was, like, fine, because, like, she got it, and I know mm-hmm. when she's busy that she can't be around, but if you think that I can be there all the time, I'm not, I'm not good at that That's their personality type. Some people are, are really, they're the clingy friend, and they're good with the clingy friend. There are some personality types, I mean, it depends, introverted, extroverted, whatever, different conversation, but I think we are the type that are, like, I'm there for you, like, ride or die, yeah. you can call mm-hmm. me at any point in time, but... If I'm busy, I'll let you know it, mm-hmm. and you won't, you know, you won't get butthurt about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're busy, I'm not gonna get butthurt about it. And we're gonna want the best for one another, exactly. but we're not gonna crowd each other's space. I don't know though. I had friends that when I do ask them, and I'm like, I really, really, really need this favor, and they don't respond to me. Yeah. Mm. But then I see oh, them I next like time, and I'm just like, okay, you know what? Whatever. We're friends. I'm not gonna. I'm, I, I don't even remember that thing that yeah. happened. And, like, that's my personality that I'm just, like, you know. Because you're a forgiving person yeah. compared to some people. Yeah. So, maybe the people that were around you. Yeah. I don't. I feel like, like this that. is it. I feel like I finally got to terms with what I want to say. Lack of respect. There mm-hmm. wasn't that much respect for me. Mm-hmm. And then in a point where, like, it took me so long to realize that. Okay. If that makes sense. People have advised me before and they're, like, don't get stepped on. Like, mm-hmm. don't do it. Like, because I would literally, if you want the most simplest thing from homework assignment to, like, mm-hmm. an actual big task, I would say yes. Because mm-hmm. that's the type of person that I am. Yeah. And I just, like go back and like just make my just put prioritize prioritize 
prioritize myself yeah. before 500 other people. So you learned that. Yeah, and so I you want to tell your pers- your your yeah. younger self like prioritize like, yourself. Just, if you're if you're not prioritizing prioritizing yes yourself, just do it. It uh-huh. it's it makes you a lot happier of a yeah. person. I think and you shouldn't be called selfish for doing, for doing that. That's what I was mm-hmm. gonna say. Yeah, I think it's it's really we have to just acknowledge Sindos, that that was really really hard mm-hmm. to do and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. So good for, good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people will be still in their forties fifties with toxic friends around them and yeah. they want to leave and they mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good for you that you got out. You got out early. And it's not that those people are bad people. Mm-hmm. It's just that you don't need so much of them in your exactly. life. You yeah. see them, you say hi. You're still nice. Yeah, yeah. You, you see just, them every six it months. Need right. Four months. No hostility. It's just yeah. I need you to take a step back. Yes, but we're blessed. Alhamdulillah, I actually think that we are because we also we balance each other out. Yeah, but you and us got rid of toxic people Mm -hmm. in your life, and I'm sure you're gonna have a couple more people in your life that are gonna come in, Mm -hmm. realize they're toxic, and and now you know how to deal with that. (laughs) Me and Bush and Sima also know how to deal with toxic people, and we don't let them come near us. Yeah, you know, like we kind of like we have this, although it's not very good all the time. We have this defense, (laughs) like like this, what's that shield kind of like Mm -hmm. a wall where it's like we're pretty tough when you first meet us. Yeah. Like, to get close to. Like, I'm really nice when you mm-hmm. meet me, but I'm also very, like, I'm California nice, which means, like, I'm kind of superficially nice when you first meet me, but, like, you cannot get to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. California nice? Yeah, Southern California nice. Yeah. No I mean, we're, we're, we're really nice and, and polite and friendly, but at the and same like, time, yeah. we're not going to let you in to our inner thoughts and emotions unless, unless like, a we long see time. goodness from you too. Yeah. For, and it's going to take a while. Like if you're New Yorkers, like they're just like mean right up front, mm-hmm. I feel like. And unless they really want like you and they're like, I see something in you, then they're nice. Like that's yeah. the stereotype. And I completely believe in the California stereotype where we're super fake nice. Yeah, you're fake. But like, you're I'm fake not... if you're from here. <laughs> so this, don't. Don't take that. Oh, that's not the only word that I said. I'm not fake, but I'm just, no, I'm polite and I'm really nice, but... I'm not gonna get close. You're not, you're not gonna get close to me. You're not gonna get to know you. Yeah, very very easily. Not right away because I have a wall. It's because like, I know how to deal with toxic people, I mean, and I'm scared of like. Yeah. The outcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because it's not just like a girl issue. It's um, Omar's Omar, our brother, is a junior in high school, and he told me this a couple months back that he's like, "This is." I kept warning him, "You're gonna." Like, you're going to go through your friends and cut and chop mm-hmm. and chop and chop and chop until you have, like, a core, okay? And he was like, I don't believe you. This was, like, last year. Yeah. And this year, he was like, this is tough. Like, I don't, I cannot handle 15 close friends. I he cannot like do it anymore. Like yeah, five. and he, you do. And then the same thing with our cousin Amina. She was just, like, first year of college. She's like, I, I grew apart from people. I'm like, that is completely normal. And But it's the, the curse with, like, you... Bushra, Sundas, I mean our cousin, my mom, like you, your personality type of like we're so nice. unbelievably nice. Yeah. yeah, we say yes. Mashallah. So, so I'm I'm fake nice, and those and Bushra are real nice. No, they're like, real if nice. If you get to know me, you ask me something, I will go in like, yeah. into depth and just connect That's with you. So, yeah. so it's harder for you guys to accept that mm-hmm. you know what I need to be yeah. number one yeah. in my life. But yeah. Sindos does help us be better people, like nicer people. <laughs> she yeah, she helps does. Me a lot. Good of job. course. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but this whole conversation goes into my advice to my younger self. Mm-hmm. And that's that um, when just because somebody is Muslim around you doesn't mean they're good for you. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger and like I feel like a lot of a lot of people that are Muslim in Islam, like, you're supposed to be good and care for other people and, like, want the best for them. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, knowing that, I was always like, if you're Muslim, you're cool. Trustworthy. Yeah, you're trustworthy. I can be best friends with you. You can hang with me. 
you know, I'll just stay in my group of like Muslim people. We'll protect each other. Yeah. We'll give each other good advice. Also, we'll Syrians. always do the right thing. Also, like if you're Syrian, then you're even more tight with me. Like we're good. <laughs> That's but right. like, and to I've, your family too, that looks y- amazing. Yeah, mm. and my family like probably loved that. Yeah, but I realized, and I wish I could tell my younger self earlier than when I realized, like, just because they're Muslim or just because they're Syrian doesn't mean they're good for you. They can wish badly for you. They can, you know, really not have your back. They can really though, like restrict your choices and your your Mm. you know your world like now suddenly you can't see the rest of the world you can't change your your fashion can't grow your you know your interests can't grow all this stuff just because you know you your interests have to be within this little bubble and it's not good and it's not healthy and toxic relationships happen from that and you know it ends up being bad on you because you don't get to experience the world you're, you're just in your little bubble. Yeah, you aren't... I mean, for me, I think the way that I see your situation is that you're not stuck with the friends that you grew up with. So, for example, I only am really close... Yeah, you didn't choose them, right? It's your your parents' ki- friends' kids, right? You grew up with them. You know everything about them, um, childhood, upbringing. And you trust a lot of their family and the personality of the family. But each child ends up growing into their own and, even, and you don't necessarily mesh with all of them even mm-hmm. though you grew up together but also mm-hmm. the parents choose friends based on the fact that they're muslim and syrian oh yeah yeah so, in the very beginning because yes. they, there wasn't they didn't have anyone when they which is came great. as immigrants can mm-hmm. i yeah also though i want to say a lot of my childhood friends since this is a childhood friend like yeah. we love them and they're like that's true i know they're yeah, yeah some of them are really amazing but some uh, other ones like you need to know that you can grow out it's of okay them. Yeah. yeah it's okay like and, mm-hmm. and if you don't then you might end up with friends that don't even you don't have that much in common with and you continue to not have any interests outside of your three things that you liked right shared values yeah and i want to say my mom she used to only be friends with syrians too and and she i feel like her personality really grew when she found friends outside of the syrian oh yeah Yeah. like you know her malaysian friend and and her sri Sri lankan Lankan friend friend. (laughs) like yeah i love that for her (laughs) we love that for her like she's she really grew and her personality really grew and and i and not only for i feel like that's not just advice for like younger muslim for for us you know for for everyone our you know parents and all them that you can actually find somebody that's super close with you and shares more interests with you that's not your not from your same culture culture Mm -hmm. that's from your same Ballad in the same um, country. country. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the Arab oh. in the Arab world, it's a lot like I'm from Syria. Mm-hmm. So I, hang I hang out with Syrians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really embarrassing. I only hang out with Palestinians. Yeah, yeah. it's really embarrassing because there's so much more. I mean, the language already connects us. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so why not talk to everybody that speaks English? Also connects you. It does. Yeah. It like does. My mom's close friends are not. They don't speak Arabic. It does, but I'm yeah. going back at like back to like when pa- our parents came, right? As immigrants, they were still maybe learning English, so they only knew the Arab community. But mm-hmm. in the Arab community, they only hang hung out with the Syrians. Yeah, and there's a lot of still very predominantly close Syrian communities clickiness, clickiness and I hate it because mm-hmm. I'm thinking like you guys are so. I, I feel bad for them. I'm like, you guys are missing out on so much, yes. so much culture and so much knowledge mm-hmm. and so much opportunity. So much, so much interest, like so many hobbies Community, that you yeah, can yeah. be getting into. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you liked, like I loved, we loved K-pop when we were younger. Oh, I remember That's right. that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you appreciated yes, it. Yes, I appreciate it. I would go home and listen to K-pop. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. You guys had that influence and I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. And then I was like, no, <laughs> I moved on because I yeah. found the emo music. But you appreciated it. <laughs> I did. I loved Some it. Some of our other friends I appreciated it. so cool. Yeah. And other friends didn't appreciate it and if i didn't have like other friends that 
that were outside of a Syrian community, an Arab community, Muslim community that liked K-pop, then I would never that would never I would never realize my love for Korean and things and Korean culture and all that yeah. stuff. So you needed to you there are so many things that you potentially would love that you're not that you're missing out on because you won't go find people that that are going to do that with you. You leave your comfort zone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And have I, an open mindset, I think, is yeah. really important. So I'm like, can you just so much advice <laughs> for our little baby selves. Yeah. <laughs> So now I want to do a book recommendation that we didn't do last episode, but um, let's do it now. Busha, you want to, you have one. Yes. yes. I'll tell you my favorite book ever. Um, <laughs> I think so. I think my favorite nonfiction. Wow, that's a my favorite nonfiction. <laughs> so my favorite nonfiction is called Into Thin Air. It's by John Crocker. 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 We love that Krakauer. book. Me and Simo. Into Thin Air. So it's a memoir mm-hmm. about his experience climbing Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. In the 19... Um, what year was it? I don't know, but in one of the worst climbing years ever. Ever. And they like made a so movie. Many, yeah. They made a movie out of it. It's called Everest. Yeah. Is he alive? And the book, he the is. movie's oh, okay, based okay. off of the book. The Everest right. is based off of Into Thin Air. And the movie's really great, just because you see, like, the, storm. the conditions, yeah. you know, visually. But the book is incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because it talks about, it, it's the 1995, I think, like, tragedy was the worst, um, it was the worst climbing, like, on Mount Everest, the, like, the greatest tragedy that was because of human error, not because of an av- avalanche or, like, a natural disaster. disaster. So, because because of that, it's, like, even more intense because at some point in the book, like, it's, it's a lot of, like, it just introduces, like, climbing culture kind of like mm-hmm. the sherpas and the fact that they're mm-hmm. like the natives from where um where's that place tibet up? yeah or nepal. Nepal, nepal nepal yeah so the guides <laughs> and how they're treated and things like that you get to learn about those things and then you get to learn about the climbing and then you get you get to read about their descent and where where all the errors started to happen and why and, the lives were lost and that there's more than one like there's there's no definitive this is what happened because they were all what's that called like they were all having oxygen depletion and they were hallucinating there was, Wait, I want to read this now they were oh so God, exhausted so right mm-hmm. that like everybody has a different version to the story they're like mm-hmm. oh this is what happened and that's why this person died and and you know I think he was trying to come back down or he was you know all this stuff. About but what happened. There's a lot of beauty in the way that it's written, too. It's so, so well written. Um, because you would think, like, I'm going to read a story about climbing Mount Everest. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's the most no. exciting thing. But it like, really mm-hmm. is. I'm you get to one point. <laughs> oh, no. You get to one point, you're, like, sobbing. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a lot about humanity. Mm-hmm. Thinking about these guys, like, how exactly how they died because of human error. Like, it was pointless deaths like they could have prevented it it wasn't yeah. like seemed, like we said like it was a natural it was a bad disaster. year it wasn't. for climbing but they didn't have to go out and walk they didn't have to go out when they went out they it's, didn't have to climb the mountain on that day they could have waited a day all these little things it's the question of like and like organize this organization because a lot of the issues was that people weren't organizing remember they weren't agreeing oh yeah so there was a bunch of different camps trying to like guides and all this stuff that's and, right and they weren't agreeing. So many and different some factors. people were not listening. And, like, that's what happens when humans don't, like, work together. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is very intense. We <laughs> could talk about yeah. this. I could talk about this for, like, hours. Yeah. Hours. Okay. I'm going to borrow it. Could you will please? You? Yeah. Will you actually? Yeah, I will. You have to read When it, you come so. back, um, I'll be done. But okay. that's a long time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I read it once in six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's how big? How big is it? It's getting big. But that was the second time. That the second time I read it. So okay. so, so you skimmed a little. I Cheater. skimmed a little bit in the very beginning. Chadabu. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good though. You'll really. You like see, it. Well, you were gonna say something. I just wanted to explain that it's like very existential because when you're watching the movie or reading the book specifically, you realize how these people there has to be something very inherently inside of them, like spiritually or mentally or emotionally, that makes them go on such a harrowing adventure um, that is basically making them like die slowly. Yeah. Yeah. With oxygen depletion and muscle mass depletion. Did I say that yeah. before already? <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it's mind-blowing. And the way that John Krakauer explores it and then tries his best to really tell the stories of all the other people that were on the trip with him, who, by the way, have their own separate books and accounts. Yeah. Um, it, it was It's just so beautifully written. And they also talk about just being the type of person that's like, I want to be on top of the world. Mm-hmm. I want to be at the highest point of the world, and I want, I want to be there. And how does it feel? Because, and I want to see the world. From do that we want to do a spoiler alert that he? No, 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 no we don't want to do a spoiler alert. <laughs> but I want to know. Did you read it first? I, yeah, uh, she Kareem read it. read it first. Yeah, he told me to read it. I read it, and then then I read, read it. it. Then you read it. Then and she I took forever it. to no, read I'm it. I was it. sad <laughs> from <laughs> watching the movie, and I couldn't bring myself to read it. But oh my gosh, it's such an experience. It's one of my favorite books. Totally. Can I watch the movie before the book? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's been Arrested Talks. Um, if you guys want to follow us on any of our social media, I am at R-E-A-M underscore S-H-U-K-A-I-R-Y. I'm at Simoshu, S-E-M-O-S-H-U. That's on Twitter, right? On Twitter only. Yeah, Twitter. and I'm on Twitter. I'll give that one. Um, also on YouTube, Bates Busha, B-A-Y-T, B-U-S-H-R-A. Yeah, that's how I you spell, spell it. Sure. The, no. Social media list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.